the good life. We've got our very own lovely Joe Kite, who's part of the Ribbon Factory team, and um, she'll be uh, speaking to you today. Give it up for Joe. Yes, guys. How are you all feeling? I am knackered. Who else is tired? It's been a long week, hasn't it? But it's been a good week. Who's had a good week? Who's sad to be going home? Who wants their bed? Amen. Um, so if you've been to any of our seminars throughout the week, you'll know that we've been looking at some of the parables um, that Jesus told. And parables are just like little stories or illustrations that Jesus uses to teach us things in life. And he teaches us how to live well and how to do things well. Um, so over this week, we've grappled with ideas of looking at more than just number one and how we can look out for others as well, of our, as, well as ourselves. Um, we've looked at how God the Father responds to both the rebel and the people, the people that feel unseen. And we've also asked, um, why doesn't God always answer my prayers and gone through the pain of that? Um, and then yesterday, we explored how we can be salty, authentic Christians in today's society. Um, so today's our last seminar, and before we get into some goodness, I just want to say that although this is the last day of New Day, Jesus isn't done yet. And I really want you guys to know that because it might be the last day, but Jesus has more than for us. Um, and I just want to ask if you guys believe that. It's okay if you don't, but I know I believe it, and I know my Riven Factory team believe it as well. <laughs> I actually just want to really honour these guys. If you could stand up if you're in the Rhythm Factory team. So these guys, you won't, you won't see this, but they have been working so, so hard throughout the week. And they just do it because they love you lot and because they love God. So yeah, let's clap them. They've been dancing and talking and all sorts of things across the week. And they are amazing. So we don't want to miss out on what God's got for us. So we're going to read our final parable together. Are you up for reading it with me? All right, can you guys see that? If you can't, then just trust me, that's what it says. All right, so it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. And that's Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14. So you ready to get into this with me? Yes. Great. So I'm going to unpack this um, for us. So there's two gates and there's one Jesus. Yeah? with me audience participation so Jesus is a pretty direct guy and I don't know if you've noticed this week but he is very very clear in his teachings he's not on the fence he's not wavering here and there he knows the truth and he's not afraid to share it so everything is really really direct with Jesus and this parable is no different as you can tell from reading that there so here Jesus paints a picture of all the people in the world including me and you walking on two completely different paths so that's quite radical in itself because everyone thinks they're an individual, don't they? Everyone thinks that they're in their own lane, they've got this special path going. So for someone to say, for Jesus to say, actually, there's just two paths that you're all on, it's quite radical in itself. Um, so whether you're the first to do something, whether it's your dream to set up a really unique business, whether you're going to dress in the freshest way or curate the best Instagram, Jesus is saying there isn't loads of different paths, there's just two and you guys are on it. So what he's saying is that these two journeys in life actually lead to two very real experiences of eternity. So what Jesus is talking about here is the afterlife. He's talking about heaven and he's talking about hell. And I'm not going to get into the depths of what heaven and hell contain right now this morning. But what might be really helpful, is I've always found it really helpful, is to realize that heaven is 
eternity spent with Jesus and hell is eternity spent without him. So keep that in your minds as we look at these two different gates. So let's start with the wide gate. So it says, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many. Now this gate is flung wide open. So you can probably see this gate quite easily. It's quite attractive. You think, oh yeah, do you know what? I'd like quite let's go down there. Looks kind of good. Um, and it leads us this really, really wide road. So you can go down it with absolutely no problem. So you get onto this road and it feels pretty easy. You can move around. It's pretty spacious. You go from here to there. You can wander about. Now, have I got any swimmers in here? Anyone swim? Oh, my mate at the back. <laughs> um, when you go to a swimming pool, yeah, and you see a lane is completely free. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Because you know that there is going to be none of these guys that think they're in the Olympics splashing you and getting in your way and all of this stuff. And this path is a little bit like seeing that, that lane. It's completely empty. It's completely wide and it's really attractive. So yeah, from this gate, life looks pretty carefree. And you want to jump right in and it looks like a pretty decent way to go. And there's actually a reason why this gate is actually really wide and this road is really wide. And it's because on this road, you can bring anything you like with you. You can bring all your baggage, all your add-ons, all the things that make you feel really, really secure. And we all have those, don't we? I definitely do. But maybe it could be something like alcohol to give, your, give you a bit more confidence when you go out. It could be jumping into lots of different relationships to just make you feel pretty desirable and secure. Uh, it could be money, having enough money in the bank to make yourself feel financially secure and just make sure you've got enough money to buy the latest trainers or clothes or whatever it is to make you feel good and you think you might not come from anywhere else. It could be a habit of masturbation or pornography, just things that you're in a desperate pursuit to make yourself feel um, some kind of intimacy. All these things that we sort of hold on to to make us feel secure. And um, as we all know, because we all have these things, these things don't last very long. Because we keep picking things up, we keep ordering clothes or we keep trying to get more money or whatever it is. They become a bit of a habit. And to be fair, the world we live in really enforces that mentality of ease. It's, um, who's got Amazon Prime here? Raise your hands. Yeah, this road is basically sponsored by Amazon Prime. It's the road of ease. Who's got ASOS Premier? Next day delivery. Come on, I know, yeah, Malcolm, you definitely have it. <laughs> even with Netflix you, we could just sit down if we wanted to we could sit down and watch a whole series right now it didn't used to be like that we used to have to wait a whole week for the next episode now we can have whatever we want just like that and we're often this instant gratification and ease at every opportunity in life aren't we things are pretty easy and offered to us a lot and we often go for what looks easiest in front of us because it's just there so on this road on the right it's, it's a bit like that in a lot of senses it is easy um, but it's a road that encourages you just to focus on the day today. It just encourages you to look at what you're going to wear tomorrow. Where's your money coming from next week? What are you doing in your life this month? It doesn't really encourage you to think about the future because once you start looking at that future, you realise that these things aren't really satisfying you and this road isn't actually really building into anything. And you realise that the outcome is, like it says, it's destruction and it's a bit bleak. And it makes us a bit exhausted carrying all these things. This road doesn't recognise Jesus and it definitely doesn't lead to life. 
So on this road, it can feel like we're constantly striving. Have you ever felt like that? I feel like that all the time. Like you just feel like you're just striving and striving and striving and it's not getting you anywhere. So on this road, you're just carrying all this stuff and you're walking and you're just getting more and more exhausted. So I just want to touch on freedom for a second. Freedom is the buzzword of our culture. How many times do people talk about freedom, being free, wanting to be free, thinking that something makes them free? And everyone is just looking for freedom. And I don't know if you realize this, but you actually, you and I actually get offered freedom hundreds of times a day in different, different places. So there might be like yoga classes that say they'll restore your soul. Have you seen this? Really into yoga. And it might be a new album that might change your life. You think this is going to be the best album I've ever heard. But then, you know, a few minutes later, you hear another one you think's better. It might be a clothes drop that makes you think that you're going to be the most desirable. You get a bit bored, don't you? I get bored of clothes quite a lot. But in the moment, I think it's the best thing ever. Or it could even be a holiday that's claiming to refresh you forevermore and you're never going to have to have a holiday again. Well, we all know that we need a holiday all the time. Probably need a holiday after this week. I definitely do. <laughs> um, so yeah, we know these things don't last. We know that they don't satisfy us forever. And though they may feel good temporarily, there's always this need to go for another thing or yeah, go for more and more and more. And we always go on to the next thing really, really quickly, and ultimately it's unsatisfying. So how we're told that freedom, how we're presented freedom, is, doesn't really sit right when you really think about it. It's like, it doesn't really work. So now I'm going to talk about this narrow gate that Jesus talks about. So it says, For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So Jesus is now talking about this road. And this is like his road. This is um, a narrow road that Jesus talks about. It doesn't sound that appealing when you first hear about it. Uh, It says the door is narrow. And when you go into the wide road, it's really, really wide. And you can just wander down, no problem. When you get to the narrow door, there's someone there. And it's Jesus. And the only way through this narrow door and onto this narrow road is through Jesus. And we've heard that all this week, haven't we? We've heard about the gospel. We've heard how Jesus died for our sins. We've heard how we can have relationship with him. And that's exactly it. Once you see Jesus and confess your sins and confess that he is Lord, um, and, and you can enter through this narrow gate, but only through him. Now, I just want to tell you a story of something that personally happened for me when I became a Christian. So just before I committed my life, I knew that Jesus was real, yeah? And I knew that I wanted to follow him. But I didn't want anybody to find out. And the reason I didn't want anyone to find out was that I knew if anyone caught wind of me wanting to follow God, I was like, that's going to be it. RIP to my fun. RIP to any fun in my life. Like, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to have fun ever. And that is genuinely what I thought. I actually held off because I thought that would be the end. Oh, fun, not my life. (laughs) So yeah, I thought everything was going to become super, super intense. I thought I was going to have to start dressing differently. I thought I I wouldn't be able to go partying. I thought the Christians would ban my partying. They would like be watching me and I wouldn't be able to go out. I thought that I'd have to play, um, learn to play Settlers of Catan. Anyone know about Settlers of Catan? (laughs) 
Um, it's just not my vibe, nothing wrong with it. Um, and I thought my weekends would just be filled with 24-hour prayer meetings and board games. And to be honest, just spending time with people that I wasn't really mates with, I wasn't really into, that they didn't really get me. And I thought, do you know what they're going to do? They're just going to mould me into this Christian stereotype and I don't want that. So I was in this real place of being torn because I was like, well, I know, I know Jesus is real and it annoyed me. And I was like, I know I want to follow him, but if I do, then everything's going to become quite bleak and quite grey. And I don't know if you guys can relate to that. You ever felt like the Christian life looks a bit boring? Um, it's hard. It's really, really hard. But what I realised was that it's complete nonsense. The Christian life, God doesn't call us into a boring life. Whatever you think you know about what God says about the Christian life, if you think that God wants you to have a boring, dry, bleak life, it is not true. I just want to cut that right now because I believed that life for years and years and years. And I was absolutely terrified that I would lose who I was. I thought I was just going to become a number that I just wouldn't be, like no one would really care about who I actually was. Um, and I thought I'd become a bit of a loser, to be honest. That's kind of what I thought. I just thought Christians equal loser. That's genuinely what I thought. Um, and yeah, I thought this road was going to be really boring. And actually, I thought it was going to be pretty lifeless. Um, but I couldn't resist God. Like, I couldn't resist Jesus. I don't know if you guys heard me speak this week um, about my story. But I was actually at New Day 10 years ago this week when I committed my life. And I was, like, I was in that big top. Well, I don't know if it was that big top. It was a big top. Um, and I, you know, I just met with God. And there were, I completely came as I was with all my worries about everything and all my worries about having a boring life. And I, I just came to him. And I, honestly, I just broke down in tears. And I was just on the floor for ages. I was proper weird. And I was like, what am I doing? But I couldn't resist the love of God. And it really broke into my life. And in that moment, in the big top, looking weird couldn't help it. I never in my life had felt so alive. I had never, ever felt so alive. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I just knew Jesus was real. Um, and in the 10 years following, because the thing is that these salvation stories are amazing, yeah, and it's so important that we share them. But you know what's more, like, what's as amazing is the journey afterwards. So I've been, I've been committed to God for 10 years now and yeah, amen. It is amazing. It's very, honestly, if you lot could have met me that day, I've got some people in here who knew me then. I was very, very different. I wasn't a very nice girl. My, <laughs> my housemate's at the back and she's laughing because she knows it's true. She didn't even want to hang out with me because she was like, oh, I, I smoked and stuff and she hated smoke. Was, I mean, it's, honestly, the transformation is quite funny. Um, that's just the start of it, really. Um, but yeah, so basically, <laughs> until this day, Jesus has helped me put down some of these insecurities that I was holding. Because I was really weighed down by all this baggage. Because I've been walking on this wide road and I've been really, really weighed down. And then I met Jesus and I was trying to go onto the narrow road, but I still had all this stuff. And one by one, Jesus helped take them off. He didn't do it all at once because he knows we can't handle that. But he helped me to see what real freedom was. And the thing is, is about that narrow road is that because it's narrow, you can't take all your stuff with you. You can't hold on to all your securities because Jesus wants you to give everything up so that you can follow him on that road. And it's not like you give it up and then you're just left really vulnerable. Jesus replaces it with all of this goodness, all of this freedom, all of this love, all of this proper stuff that lasts, all of this stuff that's never going to let you down. 
And it's such a journey and you don't learn it overnight. But the experience of freedom that you get when you give your life and enter onto this road is like nothing else you will ever experience. So life on earth as a Christian is this mad, amazing journey. And although it's not easy, it is life in all its fullness. Because every day you get to walk alongside Jesus. You get to walk with the Holy Spirit. You get to ask him what to do here and there. And you see things. You start to see things. You start to see your mates asking you questions about God. And you're like, oh, that's so weird because you would, I just never thought you would. You get to pray for people in your workplaces. You get to pray for people for healing and actually see someone be healed. And just more and more this color comes into your life. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't experience that on that other road. Even though there was all this stuff that sounded like really good. And I thought, there's no rules on this road. It's really, really good. And I think it's freedom. You get onto this other one and you're like, oh, this is deep. Like, this is actual true freedom. And you start to change, but in a really good way. So, yeah, in John 10, verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, steal and kill and destroy. I came that, that they may have life and live it abundantly. So that's Jesus talking. And what you need to know is that Jesus wants to bring you life. And abundance just means like fullness. It's like the best you could have. Like Jesus isn't boring. Like I cannot stress this enough. Like he's creative. He's fun. He wants you to be on adventure. He's not, he doesn't want you to sit in your room and read your Bible every day for the rest of your life, like 24 seven. Like he wants you to be out there with your mates. He wants you to be having fun. He wants you to go out dancing. He wants you to learn how to do all of these things, but in a holy and godly way. And Honestly, the rush of the Holy Spirit is, not, is like nothing else. It's, it's like nothing. You can't compare it to drinking. You can't compare it to drugs. You can't compare it to how someone might make you feel on earth. Like, it's, there's just nothing like it. Um, and I'm speaking from experience. Like, I just have to tell you that, yeah, that Jesus loves you. And he desires all of us to be on that road, to be on that narrow road. And it's so worth it. Like, yes, it's hard, but the things that are hard in life, we work at because they are worth it. Like, your friendships, why do you keep, like, making up when you fall out? Because it's worth it. Like, the things that are really, really good in life, we, we work on. And this is no different. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, this abundant life looks like adventure. Seeing color. Walking alongside Jesus. Having a purpose. When I walked on the wide road, I was reckless. I was on a mad one. And I didn't know what my purpose was, so I just said yes to everything. And I thought, free- <laughs> I thought freedom was having the freedom to say yes to everything, even though they'd brought me to a low place. But that's not freedom, and I've realized that now. And I'm sure lots of people in this room can um, actually identify with that. Um, so, yeah. It's really important that we realize that Jesus' desire is for us all to be on that road. He doesn't want anyone to be on this road because he loves us deeply and he wants to walk with us. Um, yeah, so that's the, that is the road. And I hope that has demystified some of the Christian life. If anyone's wondering whether they should take the jump over to the narrow road, over to life with Jesus, but they think it's going to be boring. Oh, yeah, I just want to completely demystify that because it's just not true. Um, it's not what God wants for your life. Um, yeah, so we're walking on this road, right? And we talked about on the wide road, 
it's leading to this destruction that God talks about. And it's, he's talking about the end, the end day. He's talking about afterlife. So if that leads to destruction, what does a narrow road lead to? Life. Can, I, can you say life? life? Life. So what God's talking about there is he's talking about eternity with him. So the road that you walk on earth, which is narrow and a bit hard, and, um, but really, really full and really, really fun... It's not just going nowhere. You're not aimless. It's like you're not just walking with Jesus. You're walking towards something. And what's in front of us and what's in eternity is an eternity spent with him. And that is, he's talking about heaven. He's talking about the place where there is no more crying, where there is no more pain, where we get to dwell with him forever and ever and ever. So knowing that when you walk through life changes everything because you have this eternal hope Like, things can get really, really bad, but you've got this eternal hope. You've got this thing to look towards. You've got this purpose. And it literally, it changes absolutely everything. And it means that you don't have to work in the day-to-day, struggling, picking up these things that are making you feel better. It means that you can look forward. I mean, sometimes you look in the day-to-day. That's not wrong. But you learn how to balance the two. You learn how to work in the everyday, ask God what he wants you to do here on earth. And then he teaches you how to look forward. And that's quite hard because we don't talk about death that much in this country. We don't really talk about afterlife that much. So when we're talking about eternal hope, it can feel a bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to think about that. But let me tell you, it is the best, best news. This is good, good news. This is the best news that you will ever hear in your life. Like This is Jesus' purpose for us. He wants us to dwell with him forever. And that's why he wants us to get on that narrow road and take off all this stuff that he knows isn't going to give us life. Yeah. God just wants us to discover more of him and more of his promises. And um, I used to think as well, I was like, how can I just like keep being a Christian all the time, like forever? Like it's been 10 years yet. And I'm just like, how can I be a Christian? Right, so I'm 27, so... Might live for another, what, 50, 60 years, if I'm lucky. Well, not, it's been 10 years. I might have been a bit, bit bored by now. But I thought that. I thought that I would always get really bored of Jesus. But I'm telling you, it doesn't get boring because you just learn more and more and more and more and more. And then you think you're kind of sorted and you're like, yeah, I'm doing really well. And then God's like, yeah, but what about that? And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you come into even more freedom. And then you start telling all your mates about it. And like God just takes you on these mad adventures. And you get part of this community. If you get into a church, it, this, the journey you go on as a church is crazy. Because you're like chatting to someone over coffee at church and you're like, oh, how's your week? And they're like, yeah, I just pray for this guy on the street and it, like, his, his leg got healed. And you're like, whoa. Like you suddenly stop, you stop operating in the earthly stuff. You start operating in this supernatural world. And it is, it, like, it sounds weird. And I've, like, it still is a bit weird sometimes because we don't understand it fully. But God calls us into these things. He gives us little glimpses of what we're going to um, experience when we meet him face to face. And you get to see the goodness of God around everywhere. Um, and yeah, you just, like I said before, you learn to do things in a very godly way. But like even that word godly, I just used to think is so dry. I was like, yeah, but that just sounds really like stiff and holy and not fun. But when I first became a Christian, I really liked partying and I loved dancing. And like I said, I thought that was going to have to end because I was like, well, I'm Christian now, so I can't. I've got to stay in and play settlers of Catan every Friday night. 
But actually what happened is I met people along my walk who were partying with the Holy Spirit. And actually one of them's here, a really good friend of mine, Adam, and he's a DJ. And he taught me, oh, you can still DJ and come to parties if you love God. It's just that instead of like dropping a pill, you just get filled with the Holy Spirit and you just dance all night. And like often, like when we're at parties now, like it's the Christians that are outlasting everyone else. Because everyone else is dropping down and they're a bit drunk and they're, you know, they're whatever. And you think these guys should be the ones with the most life. Well, no, actually, it's us with the most life. Because we have the most to celebrate. We have the most to party about. We have this everlasting, almost like energy where we can just dance and praise and give out. It's good. It might not have to be Christian lyrics, but you can still party in the spirit. You can still give God the glory while you're dancing to other things. Um, And that's something that you need to grapple with. It might not be partying for you. It might be something else but you can do it to the glory of God like what you're what you're made for what your hobbies are if you're a creative this is a big one because creatives obviously also, um creatives often aren't seen as it, it's not seen as a as a holy thing but that again that's a lie that we can all um paint and dance and sing and whatever it is to the glory of God even in these industries and that's something that I've experienced massively in my life um God wants to bring fullness of joy into your life in every single area. So yeah, you've got these two roads, right? And I just wanna, I just want everyone to close their eyes and I wanna ask you a couple of questions. And I really want you to like search deep within about this. Like really ask yourself, be raw and honest with God. Like he can handle it. Like learn to be really honest with God. He's not scared of your feelings, he knows them anyway. Share with him, do you know what road you're on? Do you know whether you're on the wide road or the narrow road? If yes, do you want to be on that road? Are you someone that's on the wide road and you're looking over to the narrow road, you're looking into Christianity and you're thinking, oh, that actually looks kind of cool. That actually looks like something that I might want. I actually kind of want Jesus, but I don't know how to get off this road. I don't know how to get off the wide road. Is that you? Are you looking over? Or maybe you're on the narrow road, but you're kind of peeking over to the wide road, and you're thinking, do I make the right decision becoming a Christian? Because my mates look like they're having kind of a good time over on the wide road. You might be feeling a bit like giving up, you might be feeling a little bit like this, is, this isn't really for me. Like I'm not sure Jesus has what I want or what I need. Or maybe you're on the narrow road, but you're struggling to walk because you're holding all this baggage that isn't for you. You're meant to be on the wide road, but you're still holding on to this feeling of, oh, I'm struggling because I'm still holding on to all these insecurities, these things that make me feel comfortable but it's not giving you any life. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus wants us to um, come to him today uh, as we are. And he wants to um, come and meet with all of us. This is the mad thing about God. Like, he can meet all of us. And he's got compassion for all of us. He knows exactly what's happening. He knows exactly what your struggles are. He knows exactly what road you're on. But he wants to be close to you. He wants to be close to all of us. I wonder if we could stand.
we've got loads of amazing guys in the house who want to pray for you. I want to chat with you. You might just have questions or you might want prayer. Um, so I'm going to go through some of those things again. And if you feel like this is you, I want you to kneel where you are. If you're not sure what road you're on and you want to chat and pray with someone, I want you to kneel now. Everyone close their eyes. No one's looking at you. If you're not sure what road you're on and you want to know and you want to ask questions, yeah, I want you to kneel. Or if you're on the wide road, if you're walking without Jesus and you just don't know how to get off, you want to get to God but you don't know how, I want you to kneel now. Or some of you who are walking with God but you're thinking, I can't do this anymore, I need to give up. This is too hard. I want you to kneel now. And finally, if you're on the narrow road, if you're walking in Christianity, you're walking the Christian life, but you're just struggling because you're like, I've got this thing and I just can't nail it, I can't get rid of it. Whatever that may be, Jesus is going to set you free from it because he promises that he will. And I want you to kneel now to get ministry. This is a big one. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come and be with us now. I pray that you would come and be with us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have good plans for our lives. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here by by power. I thank you, Lord, that we can all come before you as we are and come and drink from the river of life. I thank you, Lord, that there doesn't need to be fear, that we can all follow you, that we can all come to you, Lord. I'll just pray for courage, Lord, as as we um, get prayer and as we hear prophecy, Lord. I'll just pray that we would be able to speak out and say what's going on in our hearts.